On Wednesday, Dr. William Cosby, who's 83 years old, was released from prison after Pennsylvania's highest court threw out his sexual assault conviction. What they're saying is he never should have been convicted or tried in the first place. Joining us on the live line is his publicist, friend, uh, and uh, spokesperson, Andrew Wyatt. Hi, Mr. Wyatt. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Great news, huh? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back, uh, Perry. It's um, fantastic news, and hey, what better place to call in and, and speak to your listeners throughout Chicago? Uh, we're elated. Uh, this is what we knew was in, in God's plan. We never lost faith. Mm-hmm. We knew we had favor uh, from the Most High, and uh, he vindicated Mr. Cosby. You know, uh, it, yesterday. it was interesting to hear what what you were doing. I mean, this is the journalist in me. You were saying that you were on your way to pay a $2,000 fine for their lawn or bushes or landscaping not to have been cut. And when you said that, the first thing I said, who does this? Why? Well, let me let me tell you what happened. Right. I got a call on Thursday uh, from a, a guy named Nick DeHat. He has a small news organization, uh, 25 years old, and uh, called YC News. And he said, look, I have an insider in the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court. You need to get to Philly on next week. So I came in on Tuesday morning. Okay. Uh, he said, because I got a feeling they're going to let Mr. Cosby out this week. So I got in on uh, Tuesday morning. And when I got in, Nick called me and said, uh, Andrew, he said, they just fined Mr. Cosby $1,005 and Mrs. Cosby $1,005 because they have not cut their lawn. The district attorney fined them. And he said they're doing this because they know if he has a fine on his name or record, that he would not be released if a release should happen this week. Wow. So I got Mrs. Cosby on the phone. And with the attorney, our attorney, Jennifer Bungeen, and we were telling her, and and I said, well, I'll tell you what, let me look into this. Let me call the court. So I talked to a young lady named Wendy, and she said, yes, you're correct. I said, well, look, Mrs. Cosby, I'm going to go to the bank in the morning. I went to Wednesday morning to the bank, got a cashier's check for $2,010 made out to the district uh, district, uh, court. And I was in an Uber on my way to pay this $2,010 fine. And I was in a car with an Uber driver, Ramon, who spoke very little English. Mm -hmm. And I got the call from Nick. He said, my man, I just got my call from my informant with the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court. They vacated his conviction. You got to get to the prison. So I was in Jenkinstown, literally... uh, about to get out the car to go pay this fine. Mr. Cosby home is 10 minutes away. Right. And I got in the, I told the Uber guys, look, here's a hundred bucks. Keep driving here. Take me to 8210 New Second Street. And he drove me over. Uh, his housekeeper, Ms. Atkins, who's been with him for 30 years. She met me at the gate. She opened the gate. I said, give me the keys to your car. I hopped in her car, got on the interstate and picked him up. Wow. What what did Mr. Cosby say? What was the first thing he said to you, Andrew, 
when he knew that you were there with him? What was the first thing he said, or did you I speak thank, first? I want to. I want to thank first the the the, the, the uh, SCI Phoenix the prison. The major came out, and so many lieutenants and correctional officers hugging me and crying, and they said, "No, we're going to park you in the garage of the prison." And they parked me in the garage, and they put he had they they said we're going to put him in a wheelchair and wheel him out because we don't want him to bump into anything because he's blind. Right, he's one hundred percent blind due to glaucoma. And what was so amazing, uh, all of these correctional officers wheeled him out, and he said, "Is Andrew here?" And everybody said, "Yeah." I said, "Mr. C." He said, "Andrew the Great." Uh-huh. He said, "One of the greatest civil rights icons who will go down in history." And, uh, you know, I gave him a handshake and a hug. And uh, one of the correctional officers, I don't remember his name, he said, I was the guy, Mr. Cosby, that signed you into prison, Uh and I am the guy signing you out. Wow. And they they gave me an escort. The the, the major and the superintendent had correctional officers to get cars that resembled the color of the car I was driving. And they got they gave me two cars in the front mm-hmm. and two in the back and escorted me to the interstate. And we just laughed and joked in the car. He said, I said, How do you feel? He said, My heart is racing. He said, Not not because I'm gonna have a heart attack. He said, Man, they opened my cell door and the officer when she opened it, I heard all of the inmates screaming, Bill, get out of here. You're free, get out of here. He said, That's how I found out. He said, I can't believe this is happening. And he said, man, you stayed here. And he said, you stood this fight. He said, yes, I had an attorney. He said, Andrew, you always told me and Mrs. Cosby that the fight is, yeah, there's one fight in the courtroom, but there's another courtroom happening, and it's the courtroom of public opinion. And you stayed out here and you fought. But see, this is the problem that I had, Andrew, and have even to this day. Every No one is talking about the fact that the Supreme Court is saying that his 14th Amendment rights and his constitutional rights were, and I'm speaking of Mr. Cosby, were violated. They don't even hear half of the cases, the, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, that people want them to. So for them to take this case is incredible in itself because it is a constitutional issue. It's not whether or not he is guilty of sexual assault. Why are people focusing, in your opinion, other than the fact of the Me Too moment, movement and all of that, why do you think that they are overlooking the fact that this man's constitutional rights were violated? And you kept saying this from the very beginning. You said well, he has no business being indicted after he had been told by a prosecutor or a district attorney that anything he says in a depth position is not going to go any further than where what it I, I I am totally frustrated by this. The fact that his well, media, rights were, media mainstream media is tone deaf. They're playing like they need hearing aids. And this is we've seen this before, Perry. Mm-hmm. They this is this is that racial form, and we've seen it in history. Mm-hmm. You know, the the goal has always been 
to take down Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. And it's been the goal of the media. Think about it. They never vetted any of the women, never vetted them, never vetted their claims. They came with no evidence of proof. The media, if you could have been at those trials, mm-hmm. I've never seen journalists tell other journalists from various networks, don't you print this story, I'm going to write this story and write this angle. Oh, they you do it here all the name. time. They do and, it and, here and, all the time in City but, Hall. But but that that's not that, that's journalistic malpractice. Yes. And that's what we're seeing, and that's what we have seen. You know, this is the place in Philadelphia where the Declaration and the Constitution was formulated. And to strip this man of his constitutional rights and his due process, that was egregious behavior. This district attorney, Kevin Steele, ran a Willie Horton-style campaign ad Mm -hmm. saying, if you elect me, I will bring Bill Cosby to justice. This this, this former DA who gave him the deal stated, stated eloquently that Andrew Constant, gave five inconsistent statements to five different law enforcement agencies. I can't bring charges. The evidence is not here. Mr. Cosby, was no warrant was ever filed against him, no search warrant for his home. He opened his home up. He came willingly to a civil deposition right. and waived his Fifth Amendment rights, not thinking that he was waiving it to his detriment, and settled out of court for $3.8 million. This is about... Due process in the Constitution has nothing to do with rape or claims of rape, but they want that narrative because now, because of this vacating his conviction period, you can't call him a sexual violent predator anymore. You can't call him a rapist. You can't use those adjectives anymore. So since they can't use them, they're trying to create a platform for these distractors. Okay, so this is like this is the um, this is what I saw uh, in in the uh, Sun Times today. Do you know what the lead was? See, I, I'm a trained journalist, so I know this is this is not a lead. Uh, that would be acceptable. It says when Bill Cosby was convicted in 2018 of drugging and molesting a woman, Lisa Christie told her husband that she thought the comedian once known as America's dad would die in jail. What kind of that's to incite a riot. Okay, that's to incite a threat. That is to say, please, please. Don't let this man go. The media, you know, look, they made billions of dollars off of Mr. Cosby utilizing his name. Look, any celebrity that has a new project coming out, they have to mention Mr. Cosby in order to get media attention because they know he, he, his celebrity and his name and likeness anchors the world. It gets a lot of attention, and they, they have always used him. That's what they, they're they sending messages now in the media. Mm-hmm. Please, we want you guys. You know, I had somebody tell me that I was doing an interview outside with the press, mm-hmm. uh, outside the gate. And one thing they said, they said, well, are you afraid that you or him are going to get assassinated? Somebody's no! going to be assassinated. And I said, well, do you need security? I said, well, let me say this. I said, Dick Gregory was a dear friend. I worked with him for a number of years. And Mr. Gregory said to me, he said, Andrew, don't need, don't worry about security because, look, JFK had the Secret Service and look what happened to him. All right. Um, Dr. Bill Cosby was released from prison yesterday after 
uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned uh, his conviction. It was based on his the Fourteenth Amendment and uh, his uh, the Constitution, uh, his constitutional rights being violated. He never should have been indicted. That's what they're saying based on 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 this. And like I said, what was so interesting about this is that. I said this earlier. This is what makes America great. This is why America has the best legal system. And because it, with this violation, how can you trust the legal system if it doesn't work the same for everyone? And I'm going to take a call. But Andrew, he said something upon his release, Dr. Cosby, where he was talking about the people that he was in prison with. Yes, he knows that some of them are liars, but he went on to talk about um, how black men and other people who are poor, that they can't afford lawyers and, and publicists and that sort of thing. And there are people, who, a lot of individuals whose um, who's civil and constitutional rights have been violated. You're right, and this victory is for them. You know, Mr. Cosby said this is his platform. Uh, right now, just so you know, while he was in prison, Mr. Cosby wasn't thinking about Bill Cosby. He was thinking about the, a lot of those inmates. There's an inmate, matter of fact, who's been in there for 33 years. His name is Anthony Sutton. He goes by Benny Do. He's serving 33 years for murder. He's in there with his son. His son has been in there for 10 years. Wow. He started... He started a Man Up program that Mr. Cosby started participating in every Saturday. Mr. Cosby would help them with their music because he plays drums and upright bass. And he helped them with their music, helped them with their delivery. And he would speak to these the Man Up program. And he, Benny came to, his name is Anthony Sutton. Anthony came to Mr. Cosby and said, I'm innocent. I was framed. He said, the district attorney who convicted got me convicted mr cosby's dead now but they're overturning a lot of his cases they've let 10 people out because of prosecutorial misconduct right mr cosby got me on the phone i vid- i was his only visitor i visited with benny with anthony twice and i found anthony an attorney now they're looking at his uh his conviction they just filed a uh, uh, uh an appeal for him uh for prosecutorial misconduct and uh, hopefully he will get out. Uh, we found a witness uh, that recanted their statements who testified in his trial over 33 years ago. Uh-huh. And that's what Mr. Cosby is doing. And that's he what he said. Doing. I'm helping. He was doing that in, in prison when guys, before they got out, he would meet with them and tell them, look, I want you to go back into the community and be a better man, be a better son a better husband, a better father. Make means with your children that you didn't get to have a relationship with. Right before these guys would leave prison, and when they would leave, he would give them my number and they would call me. Uh-huh. So, th- so th- the other thing is, and I want to get to Steve's call, but I, but I wanted to ask you, is there any legal recourse that he has, and Steve has a really good question too. Sure, but sure, yeah. We, we're exploring. We're, we're, look, we're right now. Mrs. Cosby wants to own Montgomery County, uh-huh. <laughs> so, so she, she wants to own the entire county. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But she wants to do this for the people. 
Okay. This is all about the people. And this is about the people who don't have, you know, Andrew Wyatt, who you cannot afford to have the resources that Mr. Cosby has. Uh, we, we, this is what we're fighting for, Perry. Uh, this is, we're, we're fighting for people. I, I told, when Mr. Cosby told me, you're a civil rights icon, I said, Mr. Cosby, I said, look, we have to be careful with civil rights because our, the civil rights that we expect to receive might not be the civil rights that they're going to give us. Their civil rights for us might be to murder us, execute us, persecute us. I said, we have to fight for equal rights, and that's what I'm fighting, fighting for equal rights. So, yeah, we're, we're exploring all those legal avenues, okay. too. Okay, because uh, you, you didn't mince any words yesterday. You said this was a victory for thousands of African Americans. It, it was a victory for black America. For ba- black, black America. America. Wow. Let's go to Steve from the Gold Coast. He has a really good question. Go ahead, Steve. Yes, and I would argue it's actually a victory for anyone who supports constitutional protections for anyone. Right. I, mean, I agree. I, I, I agree with that, Steve. And thank you for correcting that. I agree. I, you know, there are Fifth Amendment protections, and when one should reasonably be able to assume that if if there's an allegation against you and you arrive at some arrangement with someone who represents, uh, shall we say, law enforcement, the prosecution, the state as it were, and representations are made to you, then uh, then it's, it, it can't be simply the case that, well, the next guy who gets elected or the next woman who gets elected decides that, oh, I'm going to chuck that and I'm going to use whatever you said to the previous prosecutor right. And, right. and discard uh, any representation that's made to you, because that effectively removes your right against self-incrimination, which is guaranteed to you in the Constitution. Now, having, having said all that, I, I will say that, that there are two, uh, as I understand it, uh, decisions that were rendered here, uh, unbeknownst to many people. One was about the legitimacy of his conviction in terms of violating his Fifth Amendment right. Secondly, then there was this question, and this is where the, the court was split, almost down the middle, whether or not he could be retried. And uh, that was much more narrow in terms of the, the court saying, no, not on, not on this case. He right. cannot be retried. Wow. Now, m- make no mistake, I, I believe Bill Cosby is as guilty as all get out. And uh, and quite frankly, I think that, you know, he's falling back on, on a sort of a tried and true uh, methodology with regard to his, his change in attitude. Is he going to apologize for uh, denouncing black women, for telling young people that the source of your problems is that you're not pulling your pants up and your underwear is hanging out and that you've got a funny name, which is what he was spouting to the delight of the right? Steve, I don't, I don't, Steve, I don't know what community you live in. I don't know what community you're from. But let me stop you. First of all, I guarantee you, you have not went and read any of these accounts and done the vetting of these women. No one vetted this, these women, not the media and not you. I, I, I presume that you are a white male. Uh, you probably don't live in, in, in those communities. Mr. Cosby never berated women. He never berated young kids. He told them the things that needed to be told to them about how to carry yourself and how to operate in this world because things are different for black people versus white people in America. That's right. We have seen that in the criminal justice system. We have seen that in our neighborhood, Steve, how racial profiling happens. Even when we go into a store, white kids go into a store with their pants hanging down, they're not profiled. A black man, a black kid goes in this store with their pants hanging down, they're watching him as if he or she is going to steal something. This is not about uh, Mr. Cosby uh, ridiculing people and, and, and harassing them in any form or fashion to to make them feel less than. 
This is about improving uh, your community and your image so you could get better in life. This is about not being a, a victim because black people, we are victors. So, you know, I have to correct you. I guarantee you, you're like so many people in America who have not taken the time to to vet any of these claims with these women. Out of the 60 women that spoke, the 60 women, only 10 of them said something about sexual assault or rape. No one ever vetted them. This This man, this American citizen, Steve, and I want to get this corrected. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Perry, for having Steve to call in because he's the person that I need to talk to mm-hmm. so he could go talk to his his people in his country club and his social societies uh, that he's associated with. Uh, Steve, Mr. Cosby was on Nixon's communist list because he refused to part, uh, do an event at the White House along with Dick Gregory, Jane Funda, and so many great names. His concerts was canceled. All of his shows, he was being watched by the FBI, the 60s, the 70s, and, and, and the 80s. He was watched by the FBI. Now, you tell me, how was a black man able to rape and drug white women in the 60s and 70s? I don't care how big of a name you are. They would have come on their white horses with their white sheets and drug, and dragged him out of his bedroom and hung him. I'm glad you said said that yesterday. Yeah. We saw Steve Carol Dunham, the white woman, waited till she get in her 80s on her deathbed and say, I lied on Emmett Till. I lied on him, but I want to go meet the maker. I want to put the truth out so God can forgive me. This has been the history of America, Steve. So you can't ignore the history. And, and and you won't you refuse to even read and study the history. You, you want to say that we black people played the race card? No, the race card was not invented by black people. It was invented by white people when they put us on the ship and brought us over here. It was invented by white people before they put the amendments in the Constitution. We didn't create the race card. Right. People like you are creating it right now. So and thank you for your time. Thank you so much. And Dorothy wanted to ask you, um, well, I'll let her ask you because it's, it's about all the money and the degrees that were taken away from. Go ahead, Dorothy. You're on with Oh, Andrew. my goodness. I'm just so, I'm just so thankful for what he just said to that man. I'm just, I'm just broke. I just don't know what to say. Thank you so much for telling him and setting it straight and telling our story. We tell our own story. Thank you. Thank you so much. But I'm sorry. I was just saying that, oh, my goodness, I'm just broke. I'm just full. Uh, I was wondering, all those schools, Hampton University, Morehouse, you know, all those that they rolled on the back and they took down all of the statues and all the things that he did for all those boys he sent to school, what's going to happen to that now? Do you know? I mean, remember, they were all on the back. As Mr. Cosby said, he said, look, they stripped me. Of yeah. my degrees, but I still have them on the wall of my homes. Look, I'm sitting in his Philadelphia home now looking at so many honorary degrees. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, mm-hmm. those are just pieces of paper. Uh, he said, but they can never take back what Mrs. Cosby and I did to educate not oh, only black people, but 
all races, all genders. Yeah. You know, they gave hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. to uh, historically black colleges, but also public yeah. white institutions as well. They put so well, many no students, they put so many men and women, especially women through law school. Uh, a lot of women now are doctors because of Mr. Cosby. They are still paying off uh, a lot of uh, student loans for people. Uh, they never stopped. You know, they have given more to education, probably more money than the UNCF has given. Uh, these, these people, but now you have white people who are going to our historically black colleges so they can say and sit on the board. Uh, <clears throat> these, these big name CEOs, mm-hmm. look what Netflix did, gave 40 million to, uh, during the pandemic, 40 million to Morehouse, 40 million to the UNCF, and 40, 40 million to Spelman College. Mm-hmm. But that's just to say, I, I'm not racist. Right. Because they did it in the height of George Floyd. That's to cover the racism up. And, but Mr. Cosby and Mrs. Cosby did it as an individual. And I know, I, I know you've got to go. Yeah, I know you've got to go, and I've got to go too, Andrew. Right. But tell me, how is Mrs. Cosby? Oh, look, she, look, this is the matriarch of the family. Uh, I did not share to her, share with her last week the news I had that he would get out this week. I kept it to myself. Okay. No one knew. Uh, I did not want to get them excited, and it, it didn't come to fruition. Mm-hmm. But, man, when I say a great woman, uh, an amazing woman who protected me when uh, I'm not only his publicist, I'm his crisis manager. The attorneys you see, I hire those attorneys. I hire the private investigators for them. Uh, I oversee the entire strategy uh, with the attorneys. Uh, and, and Mrs. Cosby, when attorneys wanted to get rid of me, she protected me. Uh, when they said that we want him gone because I was seeing through their lies and I was seeing how they were working both sides with the judge and, and Gloria Allred, I, I called them out and when we got rid of them. So Mrs. Cosby put this team together. Uh, she's the matriarch. She's the glue uh, for all of what you see in Mr. Cosby. She's been his business manager for 55 years. They've been married for 57 years. And I and she's just amazing, and he will be with her within a couple of hours. They will be together, and uh, I will not bother them anymore. Call them for another maybe a month or two because she hasn't seen her husband. <laughs> That's right. She hasn't seen him in almost three years. Yeah. That, well, listen, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today and uh, speaking the truth of Mr. Cosby and. Uh, and and Mr. And Mrs. Cosby and your truth. Uh, you have been very transparent. You do not mince your words, and I appreciate you for that, and that's why Mrs. Cosby probably worked very hard to keep you on board with this. Thank you for picking them up. Thank you for giving them hope, and uh, just thank you. We appreciate hey, it. Hey, man, we, look, thank you, Perry. We, we, we brought the ship in. The ship has now made it to the docks. Right. All right. And that's Bill Cosby. Andrew, stay in touch next time you come into town. Let I'm, in, me I'm in Chicago all the time. I told you my tailor, uh, Bogey LaCala, on West Irving Park. I've been with him for 16 years, so I will be there soon, sooner than later. All right, then. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, then.